0: I we're live, look at that. Um, I don't know where, where the uh, rhino panel was, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm all over the place. I've just been running around and trying to get stuff uh, done, ready for the show. So this is another episode of Loose Cannon. Today, we are talking about um, the last days of Kraken... Krakenmare? Is that how it would be pronounced? Because like, it looks like it says Kraken... Sure, Kraken or Kraken? Yeah, Kraken Mare. Like, is it Kraken because it's on Titan? It's like alien. It's weird. Oh, or is it Kraken because that's a word?
1: I think it's but Kraken. <laughs> right, I so, say Kraken just to be weird.
0: Yeah, right. Like it's it's alien. You gotta be alien. Uh, Kraken. The last days of Kraken Mare. Ooh, yeah. uh That is one of the new lore books that can be obtained by completing Vex Offensive Bounties, because what doesn't say Titan like Vex Offensive Bounties? Uh, And it takes place specifically in the Golden Age. Uh, So this is one of Guardian's favorite books, he said. Uh, Do you want to start us off with some thoughts?
1: I feel like nothing really starts out interesting in the beginning, But it's to me it's my favorite book just because of like, I'm going to say I just get super nerdy over things like this Mm -hmm. because it goes into detail about the arcology and how stuff was working in the Golden Age. Yeah, And then it gets really interesting towards the end with what happens, but I just started loving the book because of the detail it gives of the Golden Age and how things were working and how the arcology system works. And that's why it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Plus what happens later, which I don't want to say anything about, but it's still like I love knowing more about characters and like the people that lived during that time. Yeah. Like David. Like it was really cool like seeing that interaction with like where David comes in and like seeing an exo come in and have mm-hmm. more of like a personal touch with it. Yeah, the like, Exo it did really well.
0: The XO really like made me go, like, what? When when she came in. But I mean, I guess I guess we should we should start at the beginning, right? Because it's so it's it's on Titan, it's on the plate. It would be on the place that we go, right? It's like one of those, or do you think it's a completely so th- different one?
1: I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think off to the side you can see the arcology. Because in the book it talks about one of them like being sideways, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure in the game you see one that is like sideways. Okay, so I think we are like that is the arcology that we're on, is the one it's talking about.
0: Because it, yeah, it did mention that there was multiple of those. So it could have, it could just be another one on Titan that we don't get to go to for the the reasons that kind of get specified in the book. Um, but yeah, so it, it takes place on Titan at an archeology. The the reason that they're there, they're studying Titan. It's got methane oceans, and apparently, uh, Rhino, you know a little bit more about this. Like what's what's up with the actual? Because this this is like a real world lore thing that they threw in this book, and I was like astounded by it. I was like, I I did not know that, and that is amazing to me. Which part? The the, the how the ocean is? It's because it's methane ocean. It's like liquid methane. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's like
2: ice. Yeah. So moon real life moon of Titan. The ocean is is basically. All comprised of methane, mm-hmm. and then below that you have this slurry. Yeah, you're kind of
0: you're kind of roboting out, man.
2: Turn it off. Yeah, so no. like this slurry and Titan's core never were really.
0: So I I can't hear you, can you at all. A... Is it just me?
2: Really? Nah, he's really? getting
0: it out for me. Yeah, it's it's really rough.
2: Okay, hang on. This is strange. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties.
0: Well, see now you're clear when you when you're talking about <laughs> technical difficulties. Perfectly yeah. fine.
2: I think there's an internet issue right here.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, we're getting it good now. So okay, can cool. restart. Oh now.
2: yeah. So okay. What was that? All right. So basically Titan is this, uh, um, if you imagine a slurpee. I don't know if you'll have those there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, slushies, bas- slurpees, all that.
2: Like a frozen snow that never really solidified in, um, it, it's just basically, it, it does, it's not really solid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's an ocean of methane on top of a slurry of ice. Uh huh. And then it was always and more ice, you know, solids. One of the cool things about the moon is mountains, because if they had, they would have just sunk.
0: Okay. So, so, to... really... so, so you're, you're roboting out. But so to reiterate then, um, yeah, the Vex invasion uh, messed with his mic. To reiterate what Rhino said, it's a it's an eth a met- an ocean of methane, and then beneath that, it's it it's got its core, and it's basically like loose slush ice, like not really solid, just kind of kind of swampish almost, I guess, like like really like loose mud, but it's ice instead of uh, soil. <clears throat>
2: yeah, and, and rock. I mean, it's solid. Yeah. But, uh, Massive ocean of methane That's floating on top of a slurry of ice Mm -hmm.
0: And uh So then beneath that in this lore book They talk about uh how beneath This kind of core There's a second ocean of Was it ammonia?
2: Yeah so One of the byproducts of all the chemical reactions On titan is ammonia Mm -hmm. And, And And of course more methane Lots and lots of it. But there are these air pockets that happen with with on underneath the ocean surface. So that's one of the cool things about Titan. I jinxed it. <laughs> the way to get on Titan, you could kind of uh, you know, survive in one of those pockets or build something in one of those pockets or some sort of a ship or or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you then, if Titan doesn't actually have a structure that could that could hold mountains like you said, they would sink. <clears throat> how, how the hell do they have these giant metal platforms?
2: Well, so what happens is because you have this ocean of methane, a, a standard ocean or any other ocean on another planet or whatever, it's not very deep, but it's deep enough that could float so large A ship on it or something like that so Mm -hmm. in theory if you were to you know craft uh, a massive you know floating barge or ship or whatever Mm -hmm. it would it would just have to be able to sustain the the harsh environment of meth
1: (laughs) did (laughs) you also mention that the arcology like the on titan that from their point of view because i don't know what all has changed with the traveler terraforming things
0: well yeah, the traveler never actually um, meant got to Titan, right?
1: Yeah, but I don't know if like it did anything else or but that but they did mention that gravity is a lot lighter and the air is a lot denser. So they literally have a moment where at the end of the book someone like has a wingsuit and can just start flying.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I because of
1: gravity is so light and the air is so dense that just having like wings they can like fly up.
0: It's like all those those like uh old old people who are like how do we fly well birds flap wings let's flap wings and they jump off a cliff and die but on titan <laughs> they would fly that's amazing it works.
1: yeah 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 so well, i think like okay, i remember so... in the book them talking about it being solid like the arcology being connected to something underwater
0: mm-hmm. do you think it just goes straight through maybe mm-hmm. like there's there's a separate arc- arcology mm-hmm. on the opposite end it's oh, just yeah. a, a straight beam through Titan, connecting two platforms, and they're just, you know, hanging out. <sighs> that'd be cool. That, that'd be one way to, you know, do this. I am a science man, so it's, I know all about it,
1: all about the science. <laughs> yeah, I'm all
0: about that science. <laughs> uh, so, the, yeah, the... no,
2: that's pretty interesting. I mean. <clears throat> about flying. It, 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 they're, they're I don't know.
0: Is there uh, any way that you can like reset your router, maybe? Because you're really roboting out. If you think it's a, if you think it's a connection issue.
1: And then so there was one thing I wanted to say. So I think this one shows that there is a single arcology Rigs. There are almost 3 million people on this arcology and it's rigs and it mm-hmm. doesn't mention of another arcology.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's, it's totally like
1: a group of rigs.
0: It totally mentioned a uh, second arcology.
1: The rig. I don't mm. remember it mentioning another arcology itself.
0: All right. I'll take your word for it though. Uh, but so to actually get into this book, it starts out with um yeah i I'm also positive that Rhino was saying something interesting. It just sucks that we can't hear him when he is uh hopefully he'll be he'll be right back. he just stepped away for anyone listening on audio to reset his router because you know he was talking about a lot how
1: the him. air density, yeah, yeah, he was saying how like the air density it being so dense and ground being light, it's essentially like a can like if you had wings you could move yourself up even just with hands you move yourself up it's very similar to that you
0: think you could do it even without easy. wings that'd be crazy see now you're cutting out your Maybe hands you me. can
1: move up the rhino was cutting out for me too hmm. so it's essentially if the air is dense enough and the gravity is light enough you essentially just have to have enough to grab onto that air and push yourself up
0: Hmm. yeah but so um this book starts starts out right like right in it so it's it's on titan um if you actually play on titan i think inside the arcology you can sometimes get the, the audio cue that says how like um the traveler just left io we assume that this is nothing out of the ordinary like even though it's never just randomly left the place that it was terraforming before. They're like, no, nah, this is perfectly fine. Don't worry. But so the book starts out with uh, Mia Vanderveen, Veen, who is, I think, the like commander of the whole Titan operations. And she's saying. She's the admin of the, the admin ecology. administrator. Yeah. Uh, it's real. Mia Vanderveen Veen decides. We evacuate citizens first then the old guard and we assume we're not coming back so like this is in the collapse like it's the collapse is just about to happen and the people on Titan are like e- we need to go we need to get out of here the t- the traveler just left and it, it went back to Earth and they're like we need to go wherever the traveler is that's going to be the safest spot which is yeah, technically though. true yeah
1: so this is the, the system the ecology system has Complex AI, the generators—they're the ones that talk to Mia and like notified her, "Hey, something's happening. We need to evacuate, and this is what we need to do." The other stuff until later. Mm-hmm. Ecology and, uh... itself knows something. Like there's sensors that are happening, and mm-hmm. the sensors don't really know what's happening, but it knows that they need to evacuate the people. Yeah. And the alarms go off, or anyone knows what's going on, and it's just Mia going, We need to evacuate because something's happening. There he is. Uh, is so, this better uh, so far. Okay,
2: <laughs> much <laughs> better. hope the Vex don't invade my network out here in the country again.
0: Yeah, now, now Guardians got it, so <laughs> they're like, Yeah, we'll get this guy. <laughs> um all we all we all we talked about was just the the first card and how it it's basically taking taking place like at the beginning of the collapse and so for people who don't like because when you think about titan you're just like yeah it's titan it's somewhere right it's out it's a moon of saturn so it is the furthest part in the galaxy that we go to like on a regular basis not including anything that the nine have us do because i don't know what the hell that that really has to do with anything but yeah, so that's
2: a little out there
0: yeah uh, like who knows how that could be like literally right outside of like earth and it's just oh yep there's yeah. that black hole it's not actually <laughs> sucking anything in now we're in unknown space but
2: Some pocket universe in the middle of our face i guess
0: yeah uh but so You know, when the darkness is coming in, it's coming in from outside the system. Titan would have been one of the first places uh, effectively hit by the darkness. And they also had sensors that were out probing deeper space, outer 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 space, you know. like, And that's an issue because you have these high intelligent communities like Clovis Bray who are like, We control everything. If we don't want people to know about it, they're not going to know about it. And here's Titan getting information about something that they don't want people to know about.
2: Right. So here's something that that happens in in, uh, real science. I'm sorry. I'll keep this brief. I'll Mm -hmm. try hard. Oh, no, absolutely.
0: This is what we we wanted to hear before.
2: Okay. So, for instance, right now... um, we have a probe that's approaching the heliopause, or the actual rings of the, of the heliopause, and it's just now starting to approach that, um, that unknown area. Um, the, last, the last known transmission we got, because everything on board its satellite system has failed at this point because it's been out there so long traveling towards the heli- heliopause, mm-hmm. the only thing it's able to do is send back basically beeps and clicks at this point. Um, but what we've discovered in the last two years is as it gets closer to the heliopause, the wave transmission radio uh, waves that normally would come in a straight line or, or um, you know, let's just say it was a straight line, they're starting to ripple. And we're mm-hmm. starting to realize that the distance in between the waveforms that are coming to us in the transmission is being uh, interrupted by some unknown gravitational um, anomaly that we, we aren't able to comprehend fully so what we're starting to realize is the further away we go from soul, our soul system the the less our solar system's gravitational pull has an effect on all the things that happen like light or you know uh, sound, all of these things, uh, gravity mm-hmm. and we're starting to realize that once you approach the heliopause and you pass our Uh, barrier if you will everything reacts different so it's really interesting for science scientists at this point because we're starting to understand a little bit more of how gravity works once you get outside of a solar system or Mm -hmm. any you know any area um so it's 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 just kind of neat that they they bring up these topical things that are relevant in science right now too uh, as far as you know like what we learned about the titan and the moon and the And how it's made and and what it's made of you know methane and oceans of of all that ice and stuff like that but uh so i mean bravo to bungee for having an awesome you know investigative science team yeah (laughs) didn't they they always um, used to do
0: that like with um with d1 too like remember mars uh what's his name uh craig craig something from uh yeah the guardian hardgrove guardian credit card hardgrove from guardian radio podcast he like worked at nasa and stuff uh he was super into like the geology of other planets and when they were talking yeah, about yeah. mars he's like oh no this is all like accurate <laughs> this is what it looks like on mars this is what it would this, these are the formations you should expect to see and it's yeah. they do a really good job getting stuff right because they want it to be sci-fi and fantasy But, um, sorry, you were saying?
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, you're roboting again. Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) You were good for that whole period. All right, someone else talk for now.
0: (laughs) Um,. But so, you know, the, that. The, the card goes on, uh, and actually, in the card, it talks about how uh, the, tra- the alert scrolls through Mia's mind in a hallucinatory screen space that matches but never impairs normal vision. Traveler departs IO, terraforming incomplete, accelerating toward Earth, behavior unprecedented. So... <clears throat> Mia being the administrator of that whole the whole Titan operation she's probably getting like a little inside information that other like civilians that are just there are not getting and it is it is that type of thing where it's like something strange is happening should we leave? like should we just go back to Earth? and uh yeah
1: Gardner. so I want to bring up just get like hooked on to the personal stuff of these cards mm-hmm. and kind of like the psychological aspects mm-hmm. things is the introduction of a character Sec. Like, ethicist
0: oh uh so you, you kind of cut out there chorusec.
1: this that shows up on the Arcology My god it's everyone i don't know what's going on can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you now
1: Uh, or is it like actually like cutting me in and out yeah i think it's discord
0: yeah maybe it is discord um let's let uh, we're gonna we're gonna restart this call uh (laughs) we're gonna we're just gonna we'll we'll, we'll, it'll be (laughs) one second so does everyone leave the call Look, there's Baxter. Hi, Baxter. A He's there. He's here today. He made it. Um.
1: <laughs> hopefully that. Hopefully be that better. fixes everything.
0: Uh. So you were saying the the ethicist, uh, Korosek? Yeah. Con- so
1: David Korosek. Is it Cognac. No. <laughs> um. So this. Because I I love this type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. this, to me, really points something out about the Golden Age that we never got to see. Mm -hmm. And it was how their morality was dictated and how they dealt with life in general and expanding. And this little snippet kind of shows a lot about that. And so, like, this one, it starts out with Mia, like, telling everyone that we need to evacuate. And everyone kind of questioning her Mm and saying, why are you wanting to evacuate? Like, there's a lot of problems with this and then david korosek is introduced as an ethicist Mm -hmm. and he agrees with mia and his whole thing and i was trying to think so this one this voice mia didn't expect but only because he's the new guest at her table david miguel or miguel korosek a man whose lily never harmed a fly who won't eat plants lest he destroy a sacred entropy pump Poor David, he came here to make first contact with New Life, the wonders that flourish not in Mia's oceans, the methane sea of Titan's surface, but in the enormous water world that lies below. And it's like he is an ethicist, he wanted to help them do it right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's someone who and it talks about how this evacuation will be the death of many. Yeah. Because you're moving three million people off an arcology. Something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And to have him come in before we get the like actual official alert. As an ethicist who Lily, his whole goal is to do everything right by morality standards saying that this needs to happen is a really interesting like comment to me especially because i think i think he doesn't know what's going on at least it doesn't present that he does but then he asks mia what's happening and she talked about um the ais who issued the evacuation order use a hammer forged extra extrapolation of human morality Mm -hmm. is tested in trillions of simulations under the wildest circumstances imaginable to be sure their moral decisions agree with human values they're not just rationality pumps that they care and that like to me is just something i love seeing because it shows that the golden age wasn't just like an advanced technology Mm -hmm. because i feel like we've only had clovis bray up until this point really shown off yeah and clovis bray is kind of an evil company and it's still close the stuff is pretty shady yeah, like sure. even so even all this much. is
0: like Clovis Bray organized and Clovis Bray orchestrated and Clovis Bray uh, big brothered. You know they're still all yeah. over this stuff that's happening, and it's like, ugh, God. Yeah, it's yeah, so so they
1: like they're the own. hidden company. But that's all we've ever gotten is Clovis Bray. So mm-hmm. we've only seen the Golden Age kind of in a shady light. And now I feel like for the really the first time we're getting to see the Golden Age in like see that they really put a ton of effort and care into doing mm-hmm. the right thing. Yeah. and being moral and having everything set up for that versus Clovis See, I, Bray, which is like, eh, we want to take this. So we're going to murder you and your children and take all of your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got the, and it's just such a nice, like at, different view.
2: Right. I got the feeling. I got the feeling at one point that the Ethicist was there kind of as a, um, like a, a token <laughs> at one point. Cause when, when they're, when they're having their discussion, I almost felt like he was just supplanted there they could say yeah look we're working within the you know ethics <laughs> we, we have this guy who can keep us you know centered around uh doing the right
0: mm-hmm.
1: But i don't think david is connected to mind. clovis
0: no no he's, he was there like uh he's like an, an uh what's it called like freelance
1: oh
2: philanthropist yeah you have to have an ethicist to to be an outside entity so that yeah. way they're not affected. Kind of like HR, yeah. yeah. Man, this
1: is,
0: this has to be Discord. This because it's never been this bad.
2: Yeah, I think it is. Like every now and, and then, I have had like, little boring. issues, but this yeah, yeah. This has been.
0: This is just repeat. Um, but so let's let's continue because this this is like really where it starts to pick up. David's an ethicist, mm-hmm. and he's saying you know we need to evacuate, and like we we talked about the the Titan people have information that Clovis Bray, big brothering the whole situation, doesn't want people to know about. And so they are further introducing a woman known as Crown Six. Uh, so that's like her her agent name, right? Like 007. Because she mm, is an yeah. XO, but she's not Crown Six, like Cade Six. Because Yeah, it's in, a code name. In a later card, they reveal her name as uh, something two, I think it was. I, f- I forget. Morgan. Morgan, Morgan two? two, yeah. Morgan's exo could reach them, yeah. Because then they start calling her Morgan because it's getting a little more personal. And then, but Morgan two had just covered her glowing eyes. Administrator, didn't you understand that I was a hu- this was a humane option? Didn't you think, blah blah? blah. So, um, she's an exo with a normal name as well. Her name is, her oh, name is yeah. Morgan and the importance of her coming in is that she's like there on business trying to get the information that the the archeology has found and david's like i want to be there when crown 6 shows up and mia's like why and he's like cuz i knew her before she was an exo and to up to this point we've been like Fed repeatedly that all exos had their minds wiped multiple times. There, there was no other way to do it successfully.
1: And I thought now, that wasn't true. I thought we had. I mean, I don't know if successfully, but I thought we had actual documents of them trying to do the humanizing effect. Well, and it wasn't working.
0: Well, that's what I mean. That's what that's that's what they say. They say like we try to just put your brain into the robot and then everything be fine, but that doesn't work. So we have to wipe your memory. And sometimes multiple times, that's why they would have people with like larger numbers. And then we get Morgan too, who David knew before she was an exO. and here she comes, and david's she uh, where's where this line? Uh, to send me practice her I, should, I wish I had it right in front of me. she's She's an exO now, a troubleshooter for soul Soul sec Ent soul second it's it, that's like a big word that's I think it's multiple parts I think it's supposed to be soul sector enterprise or something like that something hmm. along those lines because they also call them soul sec and it just sounds like soul sector um but when David sees her again yeah here it is hi Morgan David Korosek says with a softness Mia has never heard before a softness not meant for her ears are you happier? It is as if he has waited a long, long time to ask that. And when I was first reading this, I was expecting Morgan to be like, who are you? Like, because she's not supposed (laughs) to have her memories. And uh, Crown Six looks up in a very human surprise. David, she says guardedly, tell me you're not still an ethicist. Sorry, Morgan, still me. So she has her memories, but she's an exo.
1: This is before the collapse, and the only Exos that we have experienced with have been after the collapse.
0: Technically, but before the collapse, if you go to Clovis Bray, if you go to the Mars Clovis Bray Exo Labs, you can find those little computer terminals, and they'll tell you every Exo gets their mind wiped because of DER, this associative Exo rejection. And so they had to wipe the mind so that the mind can fit into an Exo without going crazy. And then at the same time, Exos are being used as grunt work guards, as just like throw them into war type things. But when you have Morgan 2, who is a much higher up, a volunteer human who's like, I'm in, the, I'm in this war and I'm going to volunteer to become an Exo, she keeps her memories. She keeps... hey, do you
2: think something something nefarious was happening? And maybe yes. That whole that whole line we got fed for years about how it was only der, but maybe there was a secret that kept people from. Yeah, that's Absolutely. creepy. well. And then it makes me think about how Cade Six was forced into his whole position of becoming yeah. an exo by you know by way of repaying his debt. Did he? Did he? This makes me spin off. Did he? somehow go off on uh, certain missions or certain things that he was relearning about his past and that's why he's kept all these little pockets of information over the years before he ultimately died as a way to try to regain his mind because he knew or was onto something about that maybe Mm -hmm. he knew that hey i can get my memories back somehow but because all this crap that they're telling me about how DER makes us wipe our minds, maybe that's not real.
0: Well, I don't think... I think once your memory is gone, it's gone. Like, you can learn okay. your past, but once it's gone, it's effectively gone. It's gone. Just sure. that in the case of Morgan, it was never gone. She
2: didn't listen. Well... Okay, so what does that imply, though? That's what I'm saying. That
0: implies that, that Clovis Bray saw an opportunity to get people who owed him money into the EXO uh-huh. program so that he could wipe their memory and say, you're my slave, and there's nothing you can do about it, and that's your life. And they're just going to be like, exactly. oh, yeah, I guess that's my life.
1: Yeah, I mean, and with Morgan, she would just present something that's worth keeping, Yeah, where her brain and yeah. her knowledge were like, okay, we can keep you and have you be... Like, yeah, it was tactical like you're, like you're for her to become an
0: EXO because she was yeah. she was a, a commander in like war efforts, and it's like oh, so not only are you the brain, but now you're also the EXO brawn. Whereas oh, everyone like, else, they're just grunts. They're they're there to do work, to get destroyed, to get repaired.
2: The end. Well, this opens up a whole new door.
0: Uh, no. I know yeah. uh, Clovis is shady, yeah. and th- when I read this, I was freaking out. I was like, this. Like, there's this so, more and more evidence that he's he's shady.
1: And one interesting thing. Um, so, two things I want to bring up before we move further. One is that I don't think Clovis Bray owns the Arcology.
0: Oh, um, I think um, the
1: Arcology is its own separate unit. And Clovis Bray came in after the fact.
0: One 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 yes. quick
1: thing, though. Uh, well,
0: yeah, he doesn't own the Arcology, but he's, like, big brothering it. He knew that they had information that he I didn't I think Clovis want Bray is
1: just, like, that it's, like he is a they a very powerful person yeah who knows everything that's going on he doesn't own like everything but he knows what's going on and he's like he's le- legit like the uh, what is it the illuminati like he is the golden age illuminati like he is in everything and like slightly <laughs> well, controlled like everything from the sh- like shadow but yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Dancing Virid has pointed out, which is, is true. Those terminals where we get our information on how Clovis Bray works—those were the tourist terminals. Those were the people who are like, "Oh, I sure. wonder how Exos work," and this is what Clovis is telling them. He could tell them. Um, we have people that still have their memories. He's not saying that though. He's saying all sure. Exo get their memories erased. Why?
1: He's got to keep that. Cause he's gotta keep up um, that yeah.
0: Things, you know, people. Cause. D e r.
1: Yeah. so the other thing (laughs) so i don't know how involved clovis bray is with this specifically Mm -hmm. outside of her being exo because when they're talking about the evacuation it is a civilian evacuation Mm -hmm. when like ships are leaving with and then it talks about military from the american empire flying in and doing their crazy stupid stunts being americans like we're awesome and like flying in like like miles per hour and then stopping right above their ecology yeah so crown six isn't from like in quotation isn't from clovis bray it's mentioned that she was from the american empire military
0: which is which is a clovis bray thing
1: right is it like has it been officially Um, tied to clovis bray
0: Uh, Well, for multiple reasons within this as well. But in the collector's edition, when they were talking about the K-1 in the journal there, the commander's uh, Mm -hmm. Kuang Zhang, uh, she talks about how Clovis Bray is like the like evolution of ancient capitalism without regulations and how they just have like a stranglehold on
1: America. Wow.
0: I like, they, I don't say, about how it they don't say it in be, so like many they words. wish it they, was
1: like America. Like I thought they were saying that. I mean, the American Empire was like doing capitalism correctly, and Clovis Bray was kind of like the dark side of. Well, I mean, what came from that? Hmm, maybe but that's kind of how I took it. I'm gonna have to reread it. Yeah, I took it as here. American Empire and Clovis right. were separate, and the American Empire became like a proper capitalist solution, and well, Clovis so Bray kind of became know, like the evil thing. side of that.
0: Right now. Hmm. Oh, is he cutting my I here? again? Right uh, now, are you talking?
2: Yeah, I'm talking now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to bring out... Get a I camera. One, oh, my goodness. I just want to bring out one thing that happened on Twitter where Seth pointed out that, the, the, that Earth in the future mm-hmm. is very much a combined effort in space exploration between all the different countries Mm -hmm. so when we talk about uh you know the americans the chinese and you know just any uh space exploration program that uh was brought up in the lore seth wanted to point out that he wanted to show that in the future we have a combined space exploration force Mm -hmm. of some sort so that we are all working together towards these Uh, scientific uh, research development, you know, space exploration development. And then Clovis Bray is very much uh, another entity that has their hands and fingers in on everything. And the reason why they're so deeply rooted in the American Space Force, which is a part of the combined effort, is because of that deep-rooted, you know, old capitalistic world thing. And, you know, they've very much tried to, uh, separate that but it's still there you know that whole thing is still there so that's just what he kind of wanted yeah. to bring up uh, so that and when then I wonder... are thinking about the future um, they can kind of say well it wasn't these it wasn't very much the old you know 60s space race where everybody was divided in their own efforts we're all combined in one effort
1: and that's where like I wonder if like based off of that like what if the American Empire is the military because what's the point of having multiple militaries if everyone's at peace? Mm. So, like, what if the American the American Empire is talked about with the military because they focus on military, where, like, from the Chinese Empire would be then, like, the actual, like, space exploration and stuff. So it's not that they're separate, but, like, each group kind of is, like, they're all together, but they all have their own, like, individual, like, spots that they...
0: Yeah, like maybe like
1: specifically crafted in.
0: Maybe one area is like very technological and one area is like very agricultural and one area they like just like they mine coal. That's like all they do. Like what are yeah, you? Yeah, so it at makes
1: sense for like the drop. American Empire to just be military. <laughs>
0: Um, but so to to like I said, there is multiple points in the book. Uh, Morgan points a bladed hand at her. The symbolic suggestion of violence alone is shocking enough to cut Mia's ex- Mia's sentence short. Administrator Vanderveen, this there is a Carhe White emergency in effect as an AICom operative. Morgan being an AICom operative, Rasputin Clovis, like it's yeah, you can follow Car-Hay. it back. She's an operative of Clovis Bray. I have the right to use force where and how I see fit. So if you don't get me where I need to go and help me recover any obstacles to my goal, I will realign you with my mission parameters. Basically saying like I will kill you if I have to. And uh, so further, this whole thing is like happening, trying to get. uh, What was what was the scientist's name? I can't. Shannon Pell. Shannon
1: Pell. Yeah, Shannon.
0: So Shannis Pell found something, and Mia and the evacuation and all that—they're trying to get her out. They don't want Clovis to get her hand, get their hands on Shannys. And so Pell and Shannis
1: Pell is a her lab was um, for the Pell Deep Space Probe.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. So that's, she found she found the darkness, and Clovis Bray's like, "Whoa, you know," because um, for another example, in I think it was in Revelation. No, it was in the Collector's Edition. Uh, Quan John talks about Clovis Bray and how Clovis has to be like kept at arm's length away from the K-1 artifact that was found. Because uh, Clovis basically found the Vex and the entire galaxy is like, what's a Vex? Because Clovis oh, kept boy, it all gosh, secret. Yes. <laughs> they were like, no, there's no such thing. We're not in a war So we knew Ishtar
1: found a Vex. But we had no idea that there was yeah. an actual Vex. War yeah, we didn't happened.
0: know that there was like th- this war going on. This completely like hidden secret by Clovis Bray. And so it
1: wasn't there like it never had a name, but I always named him Bob. But I believe it talked about on Venus about when you're looking into stuff. There is a person who like they dug down deep enough into Venus where they found like Vex started showing up.
0: Yeah, that was the uh so the it Nexus wasn't just mind. the Vex
1: mind. Yeah, oh, so it yeah. wasn't just like the single vex they found, but like they yeah. dug down deep enough where they found it, and yeah. like, oh shoot! Yeah, so I always yeah. just pictured it like in my mind of like Bob just digging one day and like, huh? huh there's robots. That's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be. I'd be running. <laughs> I'd be like, I quit. Now nah, there's robots down there, man. We're about to die. Like, <laughs> so we shouldn't... do have
1: like we do have like Ishtar proof of like them finding the vex. So yeah. I wonder how much Ishtar and Clovis actually like. Well, play you're not together even for that part. You're
0: not even allowed to talk about Ishtar if you work for Clovis. Like that, it's like it's like saying Coca Cola at a Pepsi company—you'll get fired. That's not a joke.
1: So I wonder if Clovis Bray's Secret War was on Mars or on? Yeah, Venus. well,
0: yeah, the Secret War was absolutely on Mars, but Secret Wars. Um, God, that threw me Damn, off. Damn, Clovis Bray. Where am I now? I
1: really hope that. So now that, like, <laughs> based on <laughs> based on the way the lore books are going. I'm really excited to see if we get more stuff like this because they are starting to, they're not, it feels like they're not afraid to touch on the past anymore. Like before it feels like they were really afraid to say anything. They're just like, this is kind of happening. And now there's like, this is exactly what is happening
0: they've admitted that too. They said like, they wanted all the past guardians that we'd read about, like Jaron Ward and Shin Fur and Saint 14. All these people should be dead. They should not exist because the story is about us. It's not about them. They might be cool. They might be fun to read about, but they should not be in the game. They should not be a thing that you can, right. you can see, you know? Um, but that they're is just, very clearly something the they universe.
2: Hmm? Yeah. I was just saying, they're just there to flesh out the yeah. universe. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, that ideal seems to have absolutely changed. Uh, so I will not say it directly. I will, however, say there is a spoiler for people who want it. All you have to do is go onto the Destiny 2's IMDb page and look at some of the people who have been hired to play certain people. It is a spoiler, oh, probably for the next season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy. relevant like time to, time to what to we just kind IMDb. of said
0: <laughs> right because everyone's on the imdb page now just trying to figure it out it's, yeah. it's very clear you'll see it you'll see who's playing someone yeah. and you know what it kind of implies oh, yeah. okay uh,
1: moving on to the darker tone of the story <laughs>
0: but yeah so clovis bray is just like they're they're very clearly trying to cover something up again they think whatever is coming that they can handle and they don't want people to know about it. They want it to be under the, under their control. That's it. And so... Shanice Pell is getting smuggled out on one of these... These evacuation pods with all these civilians just, you know, in there. And the Arcology people did nothing to give it away. It was all perfect. Nothing could have been picked up by an AI or anything. And then it happens. The evacuation pod that she's on uh from Kalki's burning sword part one it's the first line the beam kisses the rising shuttle and cuts through it like a wire through a block of butter as if the ship and everyone inside were as thin as a hydrocarbon sheet thunder booms louder than earth's through heavy nitromethane air mia watches the debris strike at the smooth black ocean and sink she can't breathe there is something like a whittled mulberry branch and stuck in her throat. Rasputin wow. killed those people.
2: Yeah, man. Aurora, Lance, right from the sky.
1: Just so one thing I do dead. want to talk about, because we did just have Rasputin kill people. Um, So after we get through this, I do want to have like a small discussion about was it Rasputin or was it Clovis Bray?
2: pulling in the shots. Is
1: this why Rasputin... Yeah, and is this why Rasputin has been so cold to everybody since and is finally starting to come around and had that moment of, I will do what I want on my terms? Because well, maybe he did not agree with what happened in the Golden Age when he was not sentient.
0: So, this, it, they say it was Rasputin. Well, they say it was, then they understood what the War Mind had done. But like
1: oh, that doesn't the, mean it was like yeah, Rasputin himself. They, they like attributed it to Sentience. the War Mind. Sure.
0: And I think it's in the next one that talks about it, where uh, uh, David Korosek is saying like, "Yeah, because yeah, okay, so here it is. Uh, I want to see the data. There are copies that students came from inside. You know,
1: Uh, fuck. Essentially, the because did you? I can't remember if you mentioned, but the Pell probe, like information from the probe, was on that ship. Yeah, they wanted it gone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, let me get this straight.
0: <laughs> I I I actually have it. If if you want me to to read it, I found it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, an entire shuttle of people just got killed because there was information on that shuttle, and it's being attributed to Rasputin. Although they actually say the war mines, like they give it plural world war mines. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I think is interesting. Like, did Clovis Bray kind of cultivate this idea that there are more than one? There's not just Rasputin, there's several. Yes. Like, it's not just our one guy in, in our back pocket.
1: There are several that war And that's something that they have gone back and forth on because we yeah. have had war mines and then war mines sub, like sub minds. Yeah. Rasputin and is mines, the main yeah. war mine with but that's sub what I mean. All the system.
0: That's what I mean. Did Did Clovis Bray basically seed that lie where it's like there are multiple war mines. It's not just Rasputin. And then there's people who know it's just Rasputin and sub-mines. But then the, the main public believes there's Rasputin, there's Charlemagne, there's Martel, there's Medusa. You know, shit like that.
2: Um, or, so, or was Rasputin forced to do what he did? Maybe. But so and this, then, And then then that makes me think, like, if that was a possibility, were those sub pockets for the original war mind to have a way out? Hmm. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, so in the next, in part two of Kalki's Burning Sword, uh, I know what this means, David Korosek pronounces. He's gotten down to his knees besides Mia, but he won't reach out, won't touch her without consent. A war mind fired that weaponed Weapon. weapon. War minds don't take human life unless they're in the twilight, exigent moral territory. What does that mean? Mia demands, wanting, needing some kind of sense. It means Morgan Two says mercilessly that all human beings are assumed dead without protective action. The war minds are now acting to maximize survival, not minimize harm. Death is cheap. The garden's on fire, and it's a race to save whatever we can. And that, that's, that's insane. Like, they're like, no, I will kill an entire planet if it means like saving this planet. That's what, that's the war logic in mid and twilight exigent.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of, it's not the end of that story, but it's supposed like the rest of it is just like talking about how the darkness is manipulating the moon mm-hmm. and pulling it and well, then it all talk collapses and then do you want to cuz i was just like to me it's kind of like that afterthought like it's really cool but it's not super I like think crazy it's super
0: cool more, like but... i want that's awesome to to talk about but yeah i mean i do want to i do want to stay on this topic of like what the war minds are able to do what do you think that means this is during the collapse right this is during pyramids are coming into the system they're coming to fuck shit up and the war minds are like everyone is assumed dead The pyramids are coming back.
1: So the one thought I had, which was kind of interesting, is what is the purpose of destroying that probe? Like, yes, there is deep space radar stuff coming in. But what if now that we know about the pyramid on the moon, what if they also took it because the moon was sending a signal out and that's what Clovis found?
0: Or maybe that's like what what you found and he acted on his own.
1: Yeah, because, because he there was knew a lot if of cards. Someone numbers. found out that's going to start a civil war, and everyone's going to kill each other if they know that there is a signal from our moon Ooh. sending out to the pyramids. And that then it's them then it's
2: a mad then it's a mad scramble to hurry up and get everybody uploaded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like um, stuff is about to go down.
0: Back in D one, there was a lot of cards like leading up to the main events of the collapse that like showed Rasputin being like. Acting on his own, not doing what he was supposed to be doing, just doing what he wanted to do. And could that be... Why? Could he have found things that the actual scientists have not? Because he's just got his hands in everything. And he's, like, come yeah. to the actual conclusion that they should have and been like, I need to do something. And he entered Twilight Exigent.
1: Well, it might also have been, because I still believe, and this is one of those things where you could argue either way, I'm still on the side that Vrispun is a inherently good, sentient being, that he is now a sentient being and he is good. Um, so to me, it's like, what if he found something that, and it's kind of like harder, Like when he developed sentience, mm-hmm. but if he is a sentient being and it was during the collapse that he acquired sentience, what if Do he you saw mean what like rumpency? no like sentient. It's like he instead of being just an, a complex ai he became an actual self-living
0: well that's what he was always meant to be he was supposed mm-hmm. to be self-thinking
1: right. yeah but i mean like more in like where he then does not have it's kind of like that thing of like does his coding have complete control over him or does he have some control over his coding like humans the main thing about us being sentient is our brains are just organic computers there is coding constantly going on that dictates everything we do, but because we are sentient human, we can ignore that coding and we can like focus on changing our coding. We are not hundred percent dictated by the coding of our brain. So to mm-hmm. me that is sentience. So if our sput changed from being dictated by his codes and what Clovis Bray wanted, to acting on his own actions and not being controlled by his coding, that would allow him right. to well, override self aid fail saves.
2: That's why Clovis Bray was so interested in the exo programmers because he could by you know, by means of technology, could could rewrite that that moral code or what in humans. You know, just, yeah. And then for an AI to become sentient, you know, Bungie's always played with that. I mean, they they've used that since Marathon, Halo, all that. And they're still using it today with a lot of the guys that were at 343.
1: And that's kind of like where...
2: Rampancy and AI uh, morality is very much a construct within the Bungie uh, development world.
1: Yeah, so it's like if Rasputin is sentient and is inherently good, like what if he decided to do those actions because he found out that Clovis Bray has been shady and has been hiding things and has been causing things? Mm. So he stepped up you stop those things or if Clovis Bray enacted the actions that Rasputin was doing like destroying this ship and didn't like that and that's when like that final sentience like kind of switch clicked Yeah, after the collapse where he's like okay no 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 we're gonna not do that anymore
0: okay I see what you're saying at what point was Rasputin a tool and at what point was Rasputin himself like was this the final was this his final point where like, this whole moral tw- Twilight Exigent is just another lie that Clovis put out there. And Clovis is like, I want that ship destroyed. Destroy it. And then Rasputin's like, whoa, what about Twilight Exigent? And mm-hmm. is, like, actually breaking from him. So that would be rampancy, wouldn't it? Like, technically?
2: Well, wow, uh... Rampancy I mean, is no. not only, I mean, it could... like, for well, bad. rampancy... Yeah, rampancy is triggered by uh, by degradation. So, like, when... When, when the parts of the construct of the computer's AI start to degrade over time because of, of regular material. and Is it
0: exclusively aid. from degradation?
2: No, but that's the thing. You can trigger rampancy by, um, like in the sci-fi world, rampancy can be triggered. Mm-hmm. So it
1: can well, not be it rampancy, on early. Isn't it rampancy, at least but from that's... my knowledge, the term rampancy is when an AI is basically wanting to become god. Versus it just well, becoming a well, person, it's when it's uh, getting crazy.
2: Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. It's like, when it's it's when its architecture is starting to break down from some unknown force uh, or uncontrollable force by the AI. So, like for instance, uh, a computer becomes sentient, and then over time it loses its mind because of degradation because it cannot keep itself uh, regulated uh, because of regular wear factors or whatnot. And so, in- so that wouldn't
1: be the same in this situation. This wouldn't be rampancy. This would just be rescue respuing- and getting its own moral code it would
2: be him breaking because it would be like trying to give I I don't know if you've ever seen the old war mind war games movie uh, when Mm. they give him a chess game to play and he can't play the chess game against himself and win because he keeps playing over and over and over until finally after a a million uh, inconclusive results he decides how you can't you can't win and so he breaks and then he decides oh okay well I guess everybody's okay
1: I won't kill y'all. You so know. that's not really what's happening with Rasputin. Per, like, there's a difference between rampancy and like gaining sentience. I guess. Well, like,
0: per per Bungie's terms of rampancy, like in Marathon, rampancy is the enhanced self awareness of an AI causing progression towards general mental, greater mental abilities. So, like, okay, it would be that point where Rasputin's like, "I'm no longer your tool," which he has said to us in Warmind. Mm. Like he made that clear. He's like, I'm not your tool. I'm not something to be used. I'm me. And like, that is, that is like by the bungee definition, rampancy.
1: And that's why I bring that up. It's like, when did that happen? Because I that think this is might be now. Rampant. Yeah, because that's not, that's not being dictated by your own coding. That's right. Sputin saying, yeah. okay, no, I'm not cool with what you guys are doing and I'm going to control myself now. Yeah. Which is, to me, is that yeah. click into sentience versus non sentience.
0: Because he now this... has
1: control over his own coding.
0: It it all depends on how quickly everything happened. You know, the Traveler left Aya, went back to Earth, Titan, the ship got destroyed with Shanis Pell's information on it, and then, like, how long after that did the events in the Cosmodrome happen, where Rasputin was, like, preparing nuclear warheads without anyone telling him to do so? How long, like... How long was in the anyone actually
1: telling him to do so? Well, that's what they
0: said. They were like, why is Rasputin doing this? And it's like, he's doing this like, cause we had the information tabs where it's like mm. uh human check, unneeded, like stuff like that, where the things that Rasputin should have someone saying, do this, do this, do this. He was doing, so are on you his thinking,
2: own. so are you thinking that the straw that broke Rasputin's camelback was the, the forced, uh, morality coding or the the thing that went against his forced morality coding that maybe Clovis. I I like like I Guardian
0: know. said, I think this I think this might have been, if not the one that broke it, one of the ones that broke it. Where it was okay. like he's yeah. being fed you have this morality code and then Clovis is using him as a weapon going against his morality code and he's like, whoa, like wait. And that broke him. And it broke him And
1: think him. about so think about Twilight Exogen and Clovis Bray. I feel like Twilight Exegent makes perfect sense aligned with Clovis Bray. So to me, it would make sense if it wasn't Rasputin as we know him now mm-hmm. who was doing all of that, but it was hmm. Clovis Bray using him. Cause that makes sense with Clovis. Clovis' whole thing is about saving, like basically sacrificing the many to save the few.
0: Yeah.
1: And which is not what Rasputin or Golden Age morality is about at all. It's about saving and protecting everything. Mm-hmm. Where Clovis Bray is like, no, we want to save this like we want to survive we're going to survive at all costs so twilight Exogen is that coming to play it's we're going to do everything we can to destroy everything we can to make sure that we survive like we will do everything to survive and keep what we have
0: and what you said before like why why was the information that shanna's pell had if she just had information why is that bad like why is that why is that a detriment to humanity's survival? If she just knew well, about the pyramids, if she knew about the darkness, should that not mm-hmm. be helping them? It sounds like, it really well, it sounds like ways. what they were afraid of was information getting out. Letting people yeah. know what's about to happen before Which Clovis is Clovis sprays, could handle
1: it. Like- whole thing yeah which makes me think that it wasn't raspy it was clovis bray that's a a really good point because clovis bray wants to survive and they want to be great so they don't want people saying oh there's a great darkness coming they just want to see oh we all like evacuate and everything's fine and clovis bray did amazing things and helped us
0: yeah because what they want to happen is is clovis bray defeats the darkness before it even gets there and then they're like look what we did you're welcome Mm -hmm. you need us like that type of shit but obviously it didn't work they could have, they could have. <laughs> maybe we would have survived the collapse if they didn't play the, these games.
1: I we don't fa- think so. Just we because we found the like, Black 1- Armory kind of power against The it. K1
0: team found the artifact. If they, if like Quan Zhang wanted to do, projected that to the Traveler, maybe something could have been done. Maybe preparations could have actually been made.
1: Okay. Question Spinfoil. What if Clovis Bray caused the collapse? <laughs> Yeah. Intentionally? what if when they took over unintentionally what if when they took over um, the A1 thing and they K1. put a box around it and it could no longer oh, what is it? it could no longer send out it signals what if that was the trigger that like the oh, pyramids man. went hey we're not getting a signal anymore that's not good we yeah. should go like what if that was it and that's oh, what they man. were trying to hide like what if Clovis Bray by stopping the signals because they were all the crew who was there were freaking out like no we can't stop it from like sending signals out so what if when Clovis Bray trapped the signals and stopped it, that's what like when they stopped get, Cause when military, if you're getting a signal, everything's fine. Yeah. Once you stop getting a signal, that's when you freak out. So that's when, like, what if that's what caused the pyramids to arrive? And that's what Clovis like thought. And that's why they wanted the probe dead. It's like, Oh no, we might've caused this. We should probably not let anyone know that. Damn. Strange.
0: <laughs> Man, I I, I don't know. That sounds possible.
1: It sounds realistic. Like it yeah. sounds like, especially with getting this plus, like all the other lore. Yeah. I feel like it all would like fit if Clovis Blade literally was like unintentionally caused and the collapse. As soon as
2: that happens. Bungie will rewrite it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like this face that Nan's making. It's just, I it blew his mind. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm just really. I'm this really is like thinking a once in it. a
1: lifetime thing.
0: <laughs> I really, I really got to think about it because that. That seems possible. Cause like I, I would agree that Clovis Bray's like need to control everything. That's what I was just saying. His like need to cover everything up and control everything probably hindered humanity's chance at survival. I mean obviously destiny is going to come to the point where we experience a second collapse. And maybe we don't win, but we're not gonna lose you know we're not just like and we lost it's the end of destiny congratulations for playing you know like that's not gonna happen so what other than guardians what's different you know and the difference is clovis bray is not freaking hiding the truth about the vex now the speaker isn't doing the same because that's all the speaker was doing too look at how much we lost because the speaker kept stuff secret we've History has been repeating itself in destiny where hiding the truth from the mass public because you think oh they they don't need this information it's too it's too this it's too that only hurts them.
1: Right. We also have which is really interesting cuz there's a lot of like common threads happening with these lore books. We also have the mention that the death singers were building based off of a code created well, by the traveler. I mean like, we they really were like studying the music of the spheres that. essentially. But like, so think about like that. So they were studying the music of the spheres, essentially is what I'm going to call it. And that's how like they figured out how to control life with that. Mm -hmm. And that's what A1 was studying. They were studying the waves and the music of the spheres. They just didn't fully understand it. So if we had more time to study that and if we get back more into that, like what if we like can use the music of the spheres essentially to change reality and to like survive the collapse? Like what if that's the difference? As we see if we find the artifact on the moon and instead of shoving it away, like the speaker would have, we go, no, we need to look at this and like figure out what's going on and be the, basically the light version of the death singers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like we learn to manipulate the music of the spheres in a different way. Yeah. That's the only other thing that's changed is we have that artifact now. Plus we don't have shady people, as many shady people doing shady things.
0: The shady people are getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah, that was that was the big um reveals in in this lore book. As Guardian said before, um the rest of it was I think it's really cool. The rest of it isn't very golden age important. Basically the collapse is happening. And because of the collapse happening, because of the pyramids, maybe one thing. So, the newest lore book just was found, um, unveiling after the raid was dist- after the raid was beat. You can go see Eris, and she'll give you the first entry. And the cover of the book has a big outline triangle with a triangle inside it and a big outline circle with a circle inside it pyramid traveler and between the two actual shapes but not between their outlines are the nine planets mercury venus earth mars jupiter saturn uh neptune uranus pluto and um in in the middle point the point where the circle and the outline circle and the outline triangle meet is mars which is, is where the, the light extended to, or yeah. so it was said. Like, that's, you know, the reef where the exodus green met the darkness, and that's where it all collided. So it really feels like this book is going to talk about the collapse and, like, directly talk about the collapse. And um, so basically what we were seeing is Syzygy. Where all the planets, just like all the way back on Fundament, all the moons lined up. And Fundament being a gas giant of, like, water planet, basically. You know, it's like liquid methane, just like Titan. The Syzygy ended up pulling the planet to such a point that when the Syzygy ended, the the oceans of the Fundament, just like on Titan created a god wave that destroyed everyone and so I think what happened in the collapse is the planets actually aligned and what happened on Titan is as it was said in the book it it kind of pulled it into a teardrop shape and then the Syzygy ends and the teardrop collapses and a huge wave kills everyone
2: Hmm. the god wave
0: yeah, the God Wave. The God Wave ends everyone, and the it's it's crazy how it ends because it ends with um the guy Mori. He's a he's a diver who had some of the the life on Titan captured at the bottom of the ocean on the little ice, and he didn't want them to die, so he went down to to let them go so they could get away. And as he's coming back, you know, he he breaks the surface. He starts to fly, uh. Mori opens his suit wings to the full memberous span, a single mighty stroke of para-muscle cups at the air, and hauls him up to the sea. He's aloft. Titan air is thick, and Titan gravity is light, and like a huge bat, he can fly. He puts his head down and starts building altitude, headed towards the beckoning Exo. The Exo's laser blinks code at him. Go with God, you poor. Mori looks back. First he sees the supercarrier, tragically buoyant, tragically light. Built for the seas with gentle one-meter tides and now riding the greatest wave Titan has ever seen. Directly into Dome 2's crippled understructure and wow. 152 kilopascals of air pressure. The pandemonium sound of the collision has the gut-mulching power of a rocket booster. The entire arcology collapses down onto the ship and into the sea. See, so there are multiple arcologies. Proof.
1: No, it, it said dome. Didn't me. that say dome too?
0: It said dome too, but it said the entire arcology collapses down onto the ship into the sea. Destroyed.
1: The, the, this whole event, okay. this
0: whole structure was destroyed. The structure we go on can't be the same one.
1: So we are on an arcology and like the different places that we're attached Has to are to the different rigs. Yeah. So that's where like it's one arcology with all the rigs connected to it, and then there's another arcology with all its own like
0: rigs. Like so I guess I guess the one that we're on, so if it became a teardrop shape, the bottom of the teardrop is probably the safest point because the wave's gonna fall down and then make its way around the planet. So our arcology and our rigs were probably somewhere on the bottom half that are the least affected.
1: Yeah, or it could be the same arcology that they're in and just Dome 1 and not Dome 2. Because they don't mention Dome 1 getting destroyed.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. It could be the same one and just somehow Dome 1 survived.
1: Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like, at least for me, if I was going to write lore about something, it would be about a place we've been. It wouldn't be about, um, like, if we've been to one arcology, I would write it about that arcology.
0: He makes it to the surface. He's up there in plenty of time. He can't even see Dome 1's... He can even see Dome 1 still attack, intact, though a lot of the surrounding rigging is damaged. One of the creepy exo-soldiers stands outside, beckoning to him with a laser dazzle guiding him in. So yeah, uh-huh. it sounds like Dome 1 survived.
1: Yeah, and that's like the one we go to, the rigs are yeah. pretty damaged and beat up. So we might be on the same arcology that they are.
0: That sounds, that sounds accurate. All right. I like it. Well, that is the end of the book and I think that is the end of the show as well. All right? Everyone good? Anything uh yeah. closing statements to say?
1: I just want to say I think I feel like that book when you look at it as just mm-hmm. like from standing back, it really does not have a lot going on with it. It's just like a really interesting story, but as mm-hmm. soon as you start actually like diving into it, like
0: yeah look what, like what we, we got we
1: learned that. a lot yeah <laughs> like we just <laughs> yeah. got a ton yeah. i was not even expecting to think about with this yeah that came from like just something about the golden age and i think that's like really cool to see like even when they're doing just random stories from the past mm-hmm. like if they are purposefully giving us those bits like they are still very talented at interweaving a story between other yeah. books mm-hmm. even though it's different authors doing all these books yeah like it's so crazy to see this whole story being intertwined between different authors and different books and just from like a simple golden age story like we learned that Clovis might have caused this yeah
0: well that was this one was the one about the Kraken Mare Kraken Mari Mara like Mara Embrian Kraken Mare Mare. Mm. our next episode (laughs) will be on October 20th um, I'm hoping Baxter will be back, and that we can talk about Aspect. It, to get Aspect, if you want to get Aspect, kill Vex, you'll get it. It'll it'll drop very soon. <laughs> it's a very quick one. Because um, I really want to get into Aspect. I I have some thoughts about Aspect. Oh boy! And uh, it was written
1: by someone who does not actually work for Bungie. Really? She was a, she's a freelance writer.
0: Oh, is that the I one that what, no. Brino just uh, linked?
1: yeah he's in a picture of it it's yes. ariel i think yeah it's a freelance writer that does other stuff that got brought on to do this book
0: it's a really good book
1: which yeah It's an it. i'm not saying like don't read it because of that yeah. like i'm just saying like it makes it even better because yeah. it's a freelance so, writer who yeah. wrote this book and it's so good and feels like it's so true to destiny yeah And And it touches
0: on some some really interesting things. So hopefully next episode, October 20th, will be about Aspect. Maybe something will come up and we'll have to talk about that. But my my hope is for Aspect on the 20th. Uh, If you came in late, you can find us on Twitter at Loose Cannon Show. On our Twitter, you can find our podcast link, our YouTube link, our Twitch link. You can just watch the VOD. Everything that was shown and discussed here will be on those places later in the week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, around there. And, uh, yeah, that was our show this week. Hope you
2: enjoyed it. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.